0: Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast.
1: Joe, just, just leave the mic. It's it's on stand. You have the nice one today. Uh, Andy is... Uh, okay, you're still moving the mic. <laughs> okay. He's not going to not refer- touch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Now I think it's too far away. Is it? I mean...
0: That's what I was saying. Okay. Why don't you just keep it the way?
2: No, but you were, like, way above it. Why
1: don't it? you move closer to it? I got it. I'm
0: right here, baby. <laughs> let's okay. move the... I'm going to project it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. That, okay. Okay. Now I just feel okay. like it's in my shit. <laughs> oh, just boy. Just let me be.
1: <laughs> as, long, to... as long as you talk into the microphone, that's all that That's me. all that matters. All right. Let's go. We don't want <laughs> to hear your shit, no? ridiculous wrecking ball. Okay. Well, this is the sports pod. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and share with a friend. And you might as well check out the inter- entertainment podcast next because it's a rainy day, most likely, and uh, listen to POTS, right? It's what we do on rainy days. But let's uh, let's jump into some sports. I'm psyched.
2: Sports. <laughs> we're jumping into it. Um, word sports. I don't know the origin of that word, Joe, I but spell it. I do know a sport that we should probably talk about because we're... Deep into the playoffs okay, now. Okay,
0: are you talking about women's basketball again?
2: We're not even close to the playoffs. We're not even but, in uh, the season But yet. when we do get there, I would like to talk a little bit yeah, about women's, women's basketball. <laughs> the Dallas Mystic, right?
0: The, sorry. No, that's that's Washington. Cowboys?
3: That's uh, Dallas is the Wings.
2: Whatever. <laughs> come doesn't, on, Does not really matter? Uh, it does. Oh, the Seattle Seahawks. That's no? enough. Okay.
0: Seattle Sonics. Okay. <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> now we're just naming things. Gary Payton played for that They princess. should come back. They should come back. But no, in reality... He had the second round in the NFL playoffs. So now we're down to four, but let's uh, go over how we got there.
3: Yes. Do you want to start it off with yeah, the so – should we do the Saturday games, go game by game, the, yeah, the go, order they just, went in? Yeah, just the order
2: of it happened. So, so
3: the first one was Kansas City and Indianapolis. I uh, I know you said Chiefs would win. And cover. And cover. I think Joe said – The Colts. Colts would – I think he said would win and cover. Yeah, because well, like, Okay, you're right, you're right. That was a little brain fart there. But uh, I know for sure I said I thought the Colts would cover, and I can't remember if I who I said would win the game. I think you still had Chiefs winning, but I think so too. And I said it would be close, but the Colts I never covered. They were covering for maybe four minutes of the game, and that was it. Chiefs. Yeah. The moment the Chiefs got the ball, they drove the field, scored, and then it was all Kansas City. I don't even remember the final score, but it was
2: thirty-one to thirteen 15 or, 15 or something. something. It yeah, was some I think weird it was, thing. I think it, I want to say it was thirty-one. Terry missed two extra points. Miss an extra should...
3: point in a 23-yard field yeah. goal, which is less than an extra point nowadays.
2: Yeah. Very, very weird. Like,
3: yeah, he's – I don't know if it was anything to do with his age and, like, being in that kind of cold weather if he just couldn't handle it. Yeah. But none – needless to say, though, I mean, it's even if Vinatieri would have made those, I mean, they they were nowhere to be seen in yeah. that game. I mean, Andrew Luck just wasn't getting the protection he was normally getting that. Chiefs
2: defense, it's interesting because it made him look good. All of a sudden, they looked pretty good. But, uh, they've got some good players. Yeah, I think they've got two good pass rushers on the outside, and then Chris Jones in the middle, so they can get to they can get to the QB. Uh, yeah,
3: but uh, yeah, they dominated from start to finish. About how we expected that Damien Williams kid's looking good. Yeah, the backup. I mean, he's a uh, he's been playing well for them, and it's funny because they've just been in a cycle of running backs. They had Kareem Hunt, and then who's answer Ware Answer Ware. I always want to say Casper Ware. and. Casper Ware was literally a no, like was nothing of relevance to sports. All he was was a, a really good scoring point guard that played for Long Beach State. <laughs> yeah. And for and then he played, I think, for a minute for the Sixers. But I always just want to say his name. I was a even a cool more name. of a, even more of a degenerate. It's
0: even a better movie, Casper.
3: Yeah, no, he's not wrong. But uh, anyway, they took care of business easy. So then, uh, do you have anything else about that game or?
2: I uh, just said it was it was very similar to the Colts win last week or the week before. Yeah. Where it's kinda they got out and then it was just kinda nothing yeah. happened in the second half.
3: Maybe it's something to do with those early I don't know. Yeah. It's just I mean, I think the Colts honestly started running out of gas and I think it showed. I mean they had to go to Tennessee and then you have a short rest and you have to go to Houston, you know, and then you have then you have to go back home, then you go back to Kansas City. I mean, it's just like these high intense games too. I was hearing before that it's, like, sometimes those high-intensity games, when every game is just that high intent, it can sometimes, like, start to wear you down, you know? So they were in, like – they were in must-win situations pretty much for the last, like, yeah. few weeks of the season. They ended up winning I mean, they, they had 12 a, or something. They basically already had, had a playoff. I mean, that was a playoff game, theoretically, to get them even into the actual playoffs. But. Yeah. And then uh, the next game was uh, Dallas and uh, the Rams. And it was a pretty close game throughout. I think the biggest story in that game for the Rams is C.J. Anderson. Yeah. Along with Todd Gurley,
2: both rushed over 100 yards. So the Rams have – their offense hasn't been nearly as great as it had been early on in the season. Jared Goff really has struggled. Yeah. And I think some people thought, oh, the Cowboys will have a chance here because their defense is really good, and the Rams have not been as impressive. But they just – I think they, they found the game plan to just run it down their throats, you know, and ended up working uh, – <laughs> damn it
1: joe what on earth <laughs> oh, i don't know i didn't do anything <laughs> mean, you did <laughs> oh, something
3: yeah. the microphone was Leave hanging from a thread movement. upside I didn't down didn't really move
0: that much but anyways to still, <laughs> he didn't move it it just moved i still saw speak it. about the cowboys i just think that everyone was a little fooled just because of their like slight success that they had to get past the first round but then going into this game they weren't at jerry jones's house they weren't there they weren't playing at home and you know we could still got to think about it. it's like well, we're going to weigh out that Zeke was going to be better than Todd Gurley. I mean, Todd Gurley at home and CJ Anderson, this combination of them seems to be pr- working out pretty well.
3: Yeah, I just think that Dallas team isn't just as a, as talented enough as the Rams team, but also on top but even with like what you said with the home being at home. I mean, yeah, it helps being at home. You're sleeping in your own bed and stuff, but fan-wise, if I'm not, I, and I we had a couple of buddies that went to the game, there was more Cowboy fans there than Rams fans. I heard people at one point say that they thought it was, like, 70% Cowboy fans.
0: I was going to say 60-40, but that... Yeah,
3: I think it was... I would say, like, it's safe to say it was somewhere around, like, 60% to 60 to 70 but still, I mean, there was more Cowboy fans there than Rams, according to people that I heard went to the game and other stuff I have been hearing. But still, even if you have more fans there, it's still the fact that you're not sleeping in a hotel the night before or whatever. You're, like, or you're at least in your own routine being at home and certain stuff and... But then again, at the same time, with that, sometimes I mean that can lead to temptations to go out.
0: So, where do we weigh this game out, both of us, uh, Andy and Tony? do we want to weigh it out on coaching or just actual lack of play from the players?
3: No, I, I mean I just think Rams are a better team. Yeah, I think they're. I think it's both. Yeah, I, do I think mean, yeah, did a better Jason game plan. So like, is this,
0: this is Garrett's last straw or what?
3: No, no, there's there. If his last straw should have been. Year, a few years ago I mean if he's stuck around this long and you know he got him to the second round I mean I don't see him going anywhere yet
2: I think he's got at least another year in there yeah I think with a full year of all their weapons I don't know I think they said Hearns will yeah. still be back yeah and they, looks and like they'll a have a full find. year with Cooper
3: yeah I mean I know they're just begging that Sean Lee can stay healthy and they had they had a young if I'm not mistaken a pretty young defense a few of their linebackers are young that are really good yeah
2: the rookie, Van Der Esch, and then uh, Brown. Or he made the name? Pro Bowl. Or, or I can't remember the guy's name. Yeah. The guy from Notre Dame who had his like knee fall apart. Yeah. That linebacker. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's only in his third or fourth year.
3: Yeah, so they do have a fairly young team. I mean, we all forget Elliott and Prescott are only in like, their third year or whatever. Yeah. I mean, they're and so we'll see. Future could be looking good for Dallas. And if they really believe Garrett's the guy, maybe they stick with it. But who knows but i just all around i just think the rams were the the better team the more talented team and i mean i wasn't surprised to see them win the game and cover and i think we all had the
2: rams to win that game i don't remember exactly what we thought who would cover that game but i definitely had them cover to cover cuz i had those two teams i know said so the the good offenses yeah to still get it done at home so
3: yeah all right well we move on to sunday and i'm sorry andy i'll let you take this one away but the patriots and chargers you're yeah. the big charger fan in here so i know you probably know that you know that team better than the two of us so why don't you let me know and let the the world know what your thoughts are were on that game and why they got beat so badly or were outplayed so
2: bad so yeah i never would have expected that result not like not even close yeah i i picked them i picked them to win i think they're still they're still top to bottom more talented than that patriots roster yeah the patriots have struggled at times this year they've still been solid they still won 11 games but I just see like what kind of playmakers do they have Um, the Chargers have a a lot of playmakers on defense and maybe they'll do something and it just I think with the extra week of preparation uh, the best in the business and I'm not talking about Tom Brady I'm talking about Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels they found the right game plan the Chargers did have holes they had no healthy linebackers which forced them to play a lot of DBs So I think the easy, it's pretty easy. I mean, everyone who here has played Madden. It's like you could run easier when they're running like a dime defense. And the Patriots said, okay, well we're gonna, we'll have Gronk be a blocker. We'll have the fullback in.
3: Yeah, did Michelle. had 100 rush yards, I think. And then James White had 15 catches.
2: I mean. So you you can see from the first drive, their game plan was short, quick passes. Don't let pass rush even be a factor in the game. You take out their two, their two best defensive players were non-factor in the game because everything is. Yeah, and I, we're I will
3: say this. If the Patriots do, jumping ahead really quick, if the Patriots do get past the Chiefs and make it to the Super Bowl, people are really going to have to start acknowledging and appreciating the Patriots' game plan more because this isn't the best roster in the AFC. Not even close, I don't think. I think you can no. name a handful of rosters better than this Patriots roster in the AFC. But the fact that they'd be able to get there and actually play in a game on the road, which they're not used to doing, I feel like in the AFC Championship yeah. game, they're used to having home field throughout.
0: Dun, dun, dun.
3: It would uh, just prove, like, how good of a game plan that team does have. Like, to be able to – how they are able to, like, pick on teams' weaknesses and stuff and mismatches and certain stuff. And then, obviously, if you have Tom Brady in control, it's always going to be well. But still,
2: like, he's getting – he's not getting any younger. He's, he had his fair share of bad games this year. Yeah. But, that's, why, that's why I did, just didn't buy into – you see like the intangibles of oh it's the Patriots though it's the Patriots yeah. though it's like it's never it's not gonna last forever it, yeah it won't
3: no it's I think so. honestly in my honest opinion whether they win this coming week and get to the Super Bowl whether they win the Super Bowl whether they're beat this week I think this is their last hurrah I really do believe that I just think the AFC is getting a little better certain teams are getting better like the Chiefs even if the Chiefs don't win this weekend this Sunday. They're going to be this far again next year, I think. I mean, that yeah. team's not going anywhere with Pat Mahomes as their quarterback. You know, and then – so, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. But I just think this is coming to an end. I mean, a lot of people were saying, was that Gronk's last home game? I think it's very possible. I think if the Patriots win the Super Bowl this year, Gronk might
2: just retire. Yeah, I, I think he's going to anyways. Yeah. He's just kind of It's over just too it. many injuries, and I think that guy's
3: got a ton of money. He's a young guy still. I'm sure he wants to still go out there and live his life. You know, what's the point of doing – you know, if he wins it this year, he's – Gonna have what? Like he's been there for at least half of Brady's six rings, right? If he wins it this year, if I Bra- think it'll if they be his were, third. Yeah, if they were to win this
2: year, yeah. Although I don't think he played and played in one of those games. Yeah. Um or maybe he like, played in all of them. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I, I was actually really more disappointed on the offensive side of the ball than, than defense because that's. Oh what yeah, I, and so was
3: Philip Rivers. Well, let's
0: <laughs> because give credit to the Patriots defense, they finally I, showed up. I mean, no, they I won't turnovers. I they made it hard for Philadelphia. Did they cause turnovers? And they, they routed the guy him right from the, the get-go. They routed him right from the get-go.
3: No, I think the thing that was frustrating Rivers the most, and I'm sure it was frustrating you, was how easy they were getting through
2: that front of the line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so, it, so that's, that's another part of the game plan is that's that's been the exposed weakness for about eight weeks now is send, send blitzers up the middle because they have very weak guards. Yeah. I mean, they have weak offensive line all, all around. But um, just that – like Joe was saying it was a route from the get go, it wasn't. It was seven seven and then it was fourteen seven and then it's they like, just, Okay, Chargers just need to keep keep their foot on the gas and keep scoring. I mean I knew I knew from the get go they weren't gonna shut shut out the Patriots. Well
0: this is the difference between the two teams is that Belichick and his teams are gonna be more prepared for whatever the defense is trying to go against them, so they play against what they already are gonna do. Screens, short passes, slants, middle, you shut that down, you go to the opposite. I didn't think the Chargers ever found a solution to get out of the hole that they were in, and they didn't utilize their players.
2: Yeah, I mean they definitely did not execute. They didn't have not anything. Yet. but that's. But they it, they had been played pretty poorly on offense for the last I said eight weeks, but they yeah. they are a good offense. They did finish top. But five and here's what I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go
3: back to saying this, and I I said it on the last podcast, and I said it on our one before the playoffs started, where we gave our like full predictions of who we thought would be in the Super Bowl. Remember, I said I had the Chargers playing the Patriots and the Patriots winning because I said the one thing I thought was going to kind of hurt them. And I thought it screwed them by the fact that it's unfair for them that they go 12-4, and four, but they get a 5-seed because the only team that was better than them happened to be in their division. And what did that lead to? It lead to them being in L.A., traveling all the way to Baltimore, ending that game, coming all the way back to L.A., a couple days later getting on another plane, all the way to new England. And I was hearing something today that was making a joke that said like in that stretch, the Patriot, I mean the chargers traveled about 10,000 miles. Yep. And they said that in that whole week, like two week span, Belichick probably traveled 10 miles from his house yeah. to his, uh, like film room or whatever. So I'm just saying like, it's just, we don't realize it cause we're just sitting there watching on TV, cheering for him. I mean, but I mean that it plays a toll. I mean, these guys, you know, it's, you know, you got it, you all that flying, all that, you know st- like just moving around all that stuff i mean and then you look up at the scoreboard really quickly and you find yourself down 21 7 28 7 i mean it's gonna take the air right out of you right away and they did make a little push at the end but i mean
2: it made just made the yeah, game look matter. closer than it was on the box you know the score at the end of the day i, I think i think what really happened was what after what it was 21 7 game was not over I yeah mean, it's unlikely you're gonna come back but 21 no, 7 still not that bad you need to score Twenty eight seven is where it started to like, and be then like, they fumbled the punt, and that's 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 yeah. when, that's when I, I stopped watching. I turned yeah. the game off. I said, well, when shit like that happens, you know, it's just like okay, they're yeah. they're freaked out, yeah, just... mentally, they're not gonna be able to come back. Y'all, y'all ready for
0: it? This is how really really why they lost. The Patriots forced them to be one dimensional, and they abandoned the run game.
2: <laughs> no, now that's actually been their problem. Would you is say that the, no? The run game has been trash for for a while, and I think that might be it's that. Gordon's well, hurt. He, I was gonna say Here's hurt. the here's Gordon's the thing. Gordon's yards per carry was he, terrible. For even us.
3: with those guys playing, it, it's they're playing hurt. Like even if they are playing, they're not playing healthy. And there's a difference between someone playing hurt and playing healthy. I mean, like, uh, I mean, it's just that plain and simple. I mean, it's like you can be out there playing like, oh, we got him on the field, we'll be good. But it's like he's not. If he's seventy percent, sixty percent, like, what does it even matter?
2: Yeah, you the, know, it's, the Patriots run I, defenses. Below average, and I think Gordon finished like nine carries for seventeen yards. It's that's not—that's well, what happened. Regardless, they couldn't the get any season, yards on the ground. It's, something was wrong, and
0: they haven't been—they haven't had a good record like this since two thousand seven. Two
2: thousand nine was their last.
0: Two thousand nine. Yeah. So you know, this was a successful season. Obviously, the record shows, but unfortunately, they were just forced to catch up. And when you're put in that scenario, Phillip Burbers can't be throwing the ball around there like that. And they just—they weren't balanced. They weren't balanced.
2: Well, usually. You win when you're balanced because you're already ahead.
0: Perfect example so. of the Patriots. Domination right from the get-go.
2: Yeah, they scored three touchdowns, three possessions because right. they had a good game plan.
0: So how are we thinking about the NFC over here?
2: Well, we still have one more, one more yeah, divisional game. Yeah, last game, the Eagles and
3: Saints. Uh, that game was uh, interesting because it started off with the Saints' first pass play of the game, first play of the game, Interception, So you're thinking like, okay, Eagles got a little momentum going. Because he was going deep on that. But they had a good, if I'm not mistaken, they had a pretty decent kick return. Kamara got him down to like the 40-45 or whatever of the Saints. Breeze goes, throws deep, ends up throwing an interception. So you're like, oh, shit. Because if he connects on that pass, that's going to be some momentum to start the game. Instead, it's picked off. What does Big Dick Nick do? Drives the Eagles down the field. Touchdown. Then Eagles get the ball back again touchdown again you look up it's 14-0 and at that moment you're sitting there and you're thinking like oh my god it's Big Dick Nick <laughs> gonna <laughs> take them to the NFC Championship game again and then the Eagles just never scored again and you can't never score again I mean the Patriots I mean the Saints are gonna get you 20 a game easy so if you're just not gonna score again and they had their chances because remember they were saying the one where Breeze got sacked and he got and he fumbled and the Eagle guy, like, had, like grabbed it and was about to jump on it, and but he lost control of it, and then the Saints guy got it. If they pick that ball up, they're up 14-0 with the ball first and 10 at, like, the 30 or something. Good chance to get at least three there, maybe another touchdown. I mean, that game really could have gotten out of hand early, but Saints fought back. They came back. Defense showed up. They were able to score some points, and then obviously we know the big play of the game at the end. Alshon Jeffrey dropping the pass. That went... Through his hands, and not only did he drop a wide open pass, I would have given him a first down and put him at like first and 10 at like the 15 or something. It goes through his hands. Marshawn Lattimore right there picks it off. All she wrote, same skill on.
0: AKA Butterfingers.
3: But honestly, I'm happy. I mean, I love the whole big dick Nick hype. I really do. But they won it last year. I don't need to see Nick Foles going to LA again and play the Rams. We saw that a few weeks ago. I'm sure the Rams would prefer it, and I think so too. I think they would have beat them this time around yeah. easy. I already had said if they were gonna, if he was gonna play them, whatever that spread was gonna be, I was gonna take the Rams because there was no way the Rams were gonna lose to that team again, at home. It just isn't gonna happen. And then, uh, but I'm happy because I I like to see because these are both rematches we're getting here: Saints and Rams, Patriots Chiefs. Patriots won the game at home against the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. Saints won the game at home against the Rams. I think, if I'm not mistaken, both games. I know the Chiefs game was really high-scoring, but I'm pretty sure the Patriots, I mean, the Rams-Saints game was pretty high-scoring also. Yes, it was. Pretty it was, high was like 45-38 or something. I'm pretty sure it was like, yeah, 30-something to like 20-something at halftime that game. But here we are again. You know, this time the Chiefs are at home, but really the way I look at it, when I look at both those games, you got two young quarterbacks versus two future Hall of Famers, two of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. I'm excited for that because you get to see the young gu- the two young guns go against the two veteran guys who have been here tons of times who have, or at least Brady's been here tons of times. I don't know how many times breeze has gotten this far, but breeze at not least a, has, not as
2: much as you think.
3: Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. So I don't know how many times he's gotten there, but I know he's got a ring. So he's at least got that. So he's
2: been here before Brady. I think this is probably one his second.
3: Yeah. Brady is here all the time. I mean, Brady, I think they, at this point they're going to start like, you know, I used to be able to simulate your video games. Pretty soon they're just gonna start simulating the season, just putting the Patriots yeah. here. But well, uh, like we said, hopefully it's the last year. Oh, I that. think yeah, I, we'll see. But uh, anyway, we got these two games: Chiefs Patriots on Sunday at I believe what like noon. two o'clock or something. One Isn't it noon? Uh, I think they're the later game. I believe they're they're the later at,
2: one. Okay, well there's a game at noon and a game at three is how it usually. Okay, works. then I think they're the three o'clock. Okay. So we'll start with the noon game.
3: Well, who do you got? Rams, Saints. I'll uh, see what the – give me a second here to see what the spread is. So the Saints are getting – the Saints are favored by three and a half. So who do you think covers that game, and who do you think wins?
2: I'm still going with the Rams. I said before playoffs started, they're going to win the Super Bowl. Okay. I still think they will. I still think there's going to be a big Marcus Peters play eventually in the playoffs. I hate that guy, (laughs) but he makes big plays from time to time, and we – I think we'll see it. Um, and Aaron Donald is the the best in the business on that side of the ball. So I think they have have enough to, you know, they're not going to hold them under 20 or something like that, but if they can make a big play that sets up an easy score or something like that, I think that's how it's going to go. Also, I want to note that I did call the Saints game correctly too. I had the Eagles covering with the Saints winning, so. Good uh, for you, Andy. So I, went three for four. I, think, I think
3: we all – I think I said that too. I think
2: we all – I think we might, might have all said that. Let's give them yeah. all a pat but on the back. But that's three for four, and that includes picking the winner and picking the spread. So. This
0: guy's on fire. We, we might go. have to get an yeah. The only one I
2: missed was the involved my team. Yeah. But I still don't think I was wrong in that logic. But
0: I'm uh, ha- going to have to agree with Andy as well. I think the Rams are going to be able to take this just due to better coaching, and then that defense is definitely going to have to show up. I actually think that the breakout from Marcus uh, – Thomas the receiver from the Saints Michael Thomas Michael yeah. Thomas uh, you know kind of exposed what their game plan is and how the losses this year to the Saints when they've slowed down offensively have been through the holes of just shutting down their wideouts and just kind of making them one dimensional as well now if you cut out Kamara then they have the yeah. players to stop him so I think that's going to be the leverage on them and then once again I think it's going to fall back solely slowly I don't Kuchy.
2: know if um, Akib Talib played in the first game either their I first think he might have up. even got hurt I think he, he I, he I know pulled. he's hurt a lot this yeah. year but he's back. But they have so.
0: momentum, and I, I'm, I think I'm gonna go. And I think they're gonna cover. So I, I definitely think, think we're taking the Rams on this one.
2: Mm-hmm. Tony, uh,
3: I on the opposite end of you guys, I like the Saints still. I even said it before. I thought the Saints are gonna. I think the Saints are gonna win the Super Bowl. But I just like the Saints a lot because they did have the. I'm pretty sure the number one rush defense or a top three rush defense yeah. at least in the NFL this year. So I think they lost that
2: D tackle though. Yeah, but I still Spend- think they'll be
3: able to stop at least contain Gurley and. I don't think CJ Anderson's going to run through them the way he's ran through other teams. And I think they'll be able to at least contain him a little bit. And then we, even though they don't have that greatest pass, uh, d- second uh, defense, Jared Goff, like we were just saying, still hasn't been quite as lethal. It's going to be loud in there. This is the farthest Goff's ever gotten. So I just think playing in this big game in that atmosphere just might get to him a little bit. And I just think from the get go this year, breaking the passing yards record and just the way he's played this year just turned 40 years old today, actually. So happy birthday, Drew Brees. I think Drew Brees is just – I just think it's destiny gets to the Super Bowl this year. I just think that they take care of business. I think something like – I think they'll have to score more because I think it's going to be a faster-paced game. So I say something like 31-24 to type game, 34-20, 34-30 maybe even, something like that. But ultimately, mm-hmm. I just think Saints win. So I think Saints win, and I think they cover the three-and-a-half. Even yeah. though three-and-a-half is a number I don't normally like, I just still think they get the job done.
2: Yeah, I agree. So now... <laughs> Joe gets big ball teams. <laughs> Joe just wants everyone to have fun. Yeah. So the next game... You can comment him on his logic and say it was good reasoning. Yeah. We like the argument. Next, Next game, though. New England, Kansas City...
3: Who do you got? I think I know who you got. What's the spread? Three and a half. Uh, no, not three and a half. Three.
2: Three. It's only three. Um, going with Kansas City again, I think I'd said that's what I picked as the Super Bowl matchup. Um, you'd think, oh, maybe I I should uh, not underestimate the Patriots again. They don't have two weeks to prepare this time. They're on the road in the cold. and Patrick Mahomes is just way more of a dynamic player than Brady. Like, Well, Brady was good. He was what he always was. He just stands back there and, you know, hits his short passes and stuff where it's like Mahomes is much more, you know, likely to make like the big play. So i you know, I think and I think uh Andy Reid's a far better offensive coach than anyone on the Chargers staff and they will not uh struggle as much on the offensive side of the ball. And their defense can't play any worse than the Chargers then.
3: Alright, Joe haha. Uh... <laughs> Are you good over
2: there to tell
0: us your take? Yeah, no, I'm ready to go. Here, this is how it's going to go down. I actually was weighing it out, and I just think that this year for the Chiefs isn't their year. Um, I think that the Patriots are definitely just going to find a way to make them keep – they're definitely just going to want to keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands because he's just dangerous with the ball in his hands. You never know what he's going to do, obviously, and that's why he's been in the consideration and the status that he is this year. And the Patriots are are ready for it, and – you know the only thing that's gonna go against my pick an idea is gonna be the speed on that team and they have some burners and Sammy Watkins is coming back so it's pretty tough but I'm gonna go with the overall team with more of the experience and Tom Brady's looking like a champion let's not forget about the Patriots run game man that's a serious you know ground and pound and it wears out on a defense and this Kansas City's defense is no nothing to talk about
3: what uh I uh Originally, I thought about it and I kind of was like, I kind of like, I leaned a little bit New England, but the more I've thought about it, the more I'm actually liking Kansas City. I just think the one thing with me with, I think we can agree, New England, this isn't a good New England team. Yes, they kicked ass last week, but I don't think this isn't the good New England team of old. And I just think the Patriots over the years, it seems like they're always, you always have to go through Foxborough, I feel like, to get to the Super Bowl. And a lot of teams, they just can't do it, and that's why Patriots always glide in. But lately, I mean, think about it. The Patriots in the past, when they've had to go on the road, like when they went to Denver the year, Denver won it, they lost. You know, I just think they're going to go into Kansas City. Kansas City, the defense has looked hyped up in the playoff, like looked hyped up last week against the Colts offense that was moving really well. I think they're going to be able to get uh, Tom Brady and cause him trouble. And I think what's going to happen is that offense is going to be able to move the ball against New England like it did in Foxborough. And I think Mahomes, like you could sit here and be like, oh, he's a first-year starter, but the guy – He's been around big stages. I mean, his dad was a a professional sports athlete. I mean, he's been around, like... He's seen what it's like being
2: around in these big moments and stuff. And I just honestly don't think it phases the guy. I think um, being so young, I kind of think it doesn't give a shit about Tom Brady. No, I agree. I feel like he's just like, whatever, I'm good. If you've
3: ever heard the guy talk, he's a strange guy. He's in his own world. Like Stuff like this, everybody takes things differently. And I honestly don't think any of this stuff bothers him. I think he can handle it fine. And I think what's going to happen is I think Kansas City's offense is going to be tough to stop. I think at one point Kansas City gets a lead like 20-10 to 10 or something like that or even 17-7, and then I think you're going to start seeing Tom Brady get frustrated, and they're going to cause pressure to him. The crowd's going to be loud. It's going to be cold again, and they're on the road, and I think Tom Brady's not going to be able to do it, and I think Chiefs do end up winning this game. And then I think we're going to get to see a fun Super Bowl of Chiefs versus Saints. Yeah. that everybody gets to tune into on a Sunday in a few weeks and that'll be a fun game to watch
2: yeah I think if the Chiefs do get a two score lead I think it's unlikely the Patriots will be able to come back I think if the Patriots win it's gonna, because, gonna be because they had a oh, good run run attack
3: I think if the Patriots win it's gonna come down it'll be because it comes down to Tom Brady getting the ball with a tie game with about two and a half minutes left and setting Goskowski up for like the game
2: winning like 44-yarder or something like that. Yeah, just one of those really methodical drives where it's like – Yeah, where it's like you just know – Exactly. And
3: And Edelman makes some stupid catch between like two people, breaks a tackle and gets an extra like 12 yards, and then just – you're just like, God damn it. And then Gronk catches something big in the middle, knocks down three guys, and it's just going to end up being something. I mean, that's going to be
2: the the key. If this is Gronk's last or second-to-last game, is he just going to put it all on the line and be the – Holden player Yeah yeah, But I just
3: think that Chiefs defense is starting to play a little better than people give it credit for So I'm thinking at home They're going to be hyped up This is a team, you know, I've got a few friends of mine that are big Chiefs fans I mean, this is a team that has fans that Want to see this happen
2: I think they feel like this is the moment right now I said they haven't There was a story that they hadn't hosted the AFC Championship game Since the first Super Bowl Wow, well, there you go So, it's been a long time
3: Yep. So we're definitely going to be in for a good, exciting weekend. So, uh, what'd you have? Uh, what's the next hot take out there? What'd you have for us, Andy? In the world of sports? No, nah, I mean in the world of sports and the world in the of world weather. Of the NFL. We pretty crazy weather. Um, really quickly, I'm going to say something. All right. I'm going to transition to something really quick since it's out there. Duke's lost last night. We see Duke go down. I know Joe and I were talking about it earlier. They didn't have Cam Reddish, who's one of their starting forwards. They lost Trey Jones. Uh, uh, 6 minutes into the game he's their top point guard and on top of that he's also one of their best defenders. Syracuse who's not really an offensive, a good offensive team it, that score was like 75-76 with 10 minutes to go in the game. I mean that was a high scoring game and obviously the final ended up being 95-95, 95-91 Syracuse in overtime of course but even going into overtime it was like 83-83 or 84-84 something like that so but, I mean, even though Duke was missing a couple key guys, they still at home. They still have the two top guys in R.J. Barrett, Zion Williamson. Should be no excuse. I mean, they had a guy come off the bench, O'Donnell, and he scored like 14 points and hit like four threes. I mean, they still should have been able to play well. But then you had another guy, Jack White, who usually plays a good amount of time. Over ten from three—that's
0: trash. Couldn't even buy a basket. Yeah,
3: I mean that guy's usually in there for uh, is a good defender too, but he can score. But over ten from three—I mean, at one point, especially in a Shostakoff offense, if you're over six, I don't even think you have the balls to take another three. I mean, he decided to take a few more.
2: Yeah, but, but like you said, there wasn't—they didn't have their weren't, weren't at full strength. So but
3: I, I agree, but I also was saying this to Joe too: is the two games they've lost this year now have been two games that were wire to wire, and I just don't think right now. I think they have such thing as, like, Sean likes to say this, too, when you have too many cooks in the kitchen, it's a real thing. You get to who wants to take that – who's going to take the last shot everybody wants to be about themselves because, ultimately, sure, they want to win a championship, but really what these guys care about is, hey, what are the guys in the next level thinking of? I mean, I want to make sure that they know that I'm not afraid to take the final shot with 11 seconds left in the game down by one, you know, to win a game or something.
2: Well – I think, I think that guy is R.J. Barrett. I still think he's he's the number one player. Williamson's got all the hype. He's just yeah. a freak. Um, but I still won't be surprised if Barrett goes number one. Um, if you saw at the end of the Florida State game, another close game. Uh, it, the ball was in Barrett's hands. He got fouled um, when they were down by two. He ended up missing the second free throw, and they got the ball back. That's what led and, to the Reddish three. Yeah, and was, they didn't play the so game. So Florida State knew the ball's going to Barrett, and they oversold and left Reddish wide open, and they just they hit the open guy rather than force it. I feel like in the NBA, if that's like James Harden or something, oh, yeah. they're going to force it in, but having that guy who's the third best player in the class, it's like, of course we're going to throw to the wide open guy, who's, who's the, their best shooter, too. So, so yeah. I think it's – I don't know if it's going to be as much of a problem. We'll see. He said in that Gonzaga game it was, Barrett was just – no, that that game it, but, was
3: bad. He he did force like four or five shots in the last yeah. minute and a half, and I was even looking at that like, dude, what are you doing? But but also that was their what fifth game of the year or something too at that point, fifth yeah. or sixth game. I mean, they've played. I think everybody's played about like sixteen games now. So,
0: well, this just goes to show you where their flaws at are at in this uh, this offense because this team. Uh, seem to be struggling when they go up against another team, a well-balanced team that plays together, as opposed to not playing as these stars that all Duke has.
2: Yeah, I mean Syracuse is always going to be trouble because it, they're throwing n- things that you're not used to seeing. Well, just especially with that, with that zone. zone. They just, were
0: not penetrating that yeah. zone, and I think but, a lot of it has to do with not them not making shots, but also on the outside parameter. nobody's penetrating it.
1: Yeah,
2: but usually when Syracuse pulls off an upset, that's like a 62 to 58 game, not. High-scoring, but I mean, I guess that's Duke imposing their will, their their pace as well. Well,
0: it seems like everybody has their attention on Williamson.
2: Yeah, because he's the biggest guy on the floor. Yeah, he's a monster. Did you hear I what mean, they, they were gonna... talking
0: about, how they compared him to a Shaqu- uh, Charles Barkley, but less fat?
2: That's a good comparison. I could see it. He's...
3: Maybe Charles Barkley with, like... Blake Griffin's hops though or something. Well that's something. what they also
0: I mean, said. Stephen A was talking about how Blake Griffin has like the hops and the 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 manly, the monster and them, you know, just get really physical, but he's not he doesn't have the temperament as Charles Barkley. So he's not as funny. mean and nasty, you <laughs> no. know. He's not he's not gonna rough somebody up, but that's two eighty of solid muscle.
2: Yeah. I mean I don't know what kind of player he is. He's gonna be. I think he's a, the biggest mystery. It's a big lottery ticket I'll say that I think some team is going to be very excited to see what happens but I would not be shocked if he's kind of like not that good in the NBA I wouldn't either actually well, I think I,
3: RJ Barrett might have a better yeah. NBA career because it's I was actually when I was watching the Clipper game last night and they talked about Jaleel Okafor how he dominated in high school he dominated in Duke and they said that what hurt him in the NBA though is that then you come across guys that are just as strong as you if not and then stronger than you and it just wasn't able to push people around and dominate the way he had in his high school and college days. I can see the same thing happening to Williamson. He's just a freak of nature. He's bulldozing through these kids. But when he gets to the NBA, he's going to be going against guys that are bigger than him and stronger than him probably.
2: Well, I, he's not going to come across people that are bigger and stronger than him, but they'll be closer than him. They'll be
3: taller than him. That's what yeah. I mean by well, like they'll bigger. be Quicker,
2: I mean they'll... craftier, all yeah, kinds well, of things. So
1: what do you think if he were to drop some pounds and maybe get a little faster—
2: I mean, I don't know if that's like in the equation. I don't know if it just works that way. It's not like oh, it works that way. It's not NBA Two K. I think just he's gonna get bigger. change the slider. You didn't
1: know that's how it yeah. works. Well,
2: that's I, the crazy I, I thing
3: too is he's only what eighteen or nineteen. I mean, he's
2: yeah, he's nineteen.
3: Yeah, so he's got like a lot of he still has some developing to do. Yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly yeah. this. Well, just if he
2: gets better as a ball handler, because right now he he kind of reminds well, me of his Lance biggest, Stevenson. His biggest thing out of gonna, control and, is
3: gonna be he's gonna have to get a become a better shooter too. Yeah. Because he's taken a few threes, and I've seen him hit some, but consistency, I'm sure they'd like him to shoot. If he can ever get a jump shot down, because that's the thing about all those big guys. We've talked about that again last night, too, is once Blake Griffin was able to establish like a consistent, respected jump shot and three-point shot, it just makes those guys so much more dangerous. But you know, Griffin didn't develop his, I don't think, until like a few years into his yeah. career.
2: Or just go the other way. Because I think that did... Well, it helped Blake's game and also hurt. He became less of, like, a rebounder inside guy. Yeah. So maybe just Zion decides, like, I'm it's just going to be a true power forward. And just...
3: That's kind of the same thing with Kevin Love, too. Kevin Love used to have, like, yeah. 20, 20 games every night. And then once he started shooting more threes, he, yeah, he was not kn- there. And either. I don't even know if anyone knows where he's at right now. I think he's, like, I forgot. out there lost in the Arctic uh-huh. somewhere. You know what I Is think he playing? He be like? He's been injured all year. I okay. think he's
0: going to be similar to, like, a Derek Favors with, like, a, sh- like a better mid-range. Where he's just trying to bang down low, and he's going to learn people Derek Favors doesn't
3: have the athleticism, though, so that That's what I'm has. saying.
0: So Williams is going to be as yeah. tough and more versatile around the around the rim with a developed mid-range game.
3: Yeah, well, we'll see. Only time yeah. will tell. But uh, I know you had something you wanted to talk about, Andy.
2: Yeah, there's some other stories in the NBA. Yeah. Um, there's always stories in the NBA. Yeah, we're yeah the NBA's constant drama, and uh, some drama going on right now in Dallas. Ooh. Think about this. I actually don't even know if I know about this. D Lath. So Dallas Mavericks, they drafted Luka Doncic, Doncic. I'm never gonna say it right. Doncic. Doncic. There's just you say different letters different ways sometimes, I don't know. Um he's like six eight, six nine, but he's a point guard. And the problem is they drafted a point guard last year, too. By the name of Dennis Smith Jr. Ooh. And he's
3: been nowhere to be found this year, he huh? He
2: is yeah, not having a a leap as a second-year player that you might expect, and at this point the relationship is over. They said Dallas is looking to trade him. Hell yeah, come There's, to the Lakers, baby! There, he hasn't played like the last three games with an undisclosed illness. There's a story today. Like well, a oh, lot of times, those
3: undisclosed illnesses are just what they're able to put on the the injury report. Because yeah. I remember someone was telling me that a lot of times these baseball players, when they're or other players too, but especially in baseball because they're playing every day. That whenever you see someone get scratched last minute and it says, like, illness or, like, flu, it's because they're hungover. Maybe. I guess they were saying, like, Chris Bryant, a lot of times if he played a night game and, like, they were in Chicago and they played a night game and then the next game was a day game, a lot of times he wouldn't play that game. Not a yeah, lot of times, but It's normal. Sometimes. But I'm just saying, like, those yeah. young guys, too, especially in those big cities, like, they say Chris Bryant likes to go out and party a lot. Yeah. Uh, I think Bryce Harper maybe a little bit, but I think he's, like, married now. No, Bryce
2: not. Harper is Mormon.
3: I don't
1: they think They can so. still party,
3: yeah. Is he Mormon? I think
2: so. I think he's a partying Mormon, though. I don't think he's a real Mormon. I don't no, think that exists. Oh, they exist. I mean, we know a, a guy who could be a partying Mormon with all the Diet Coke he drinks. I guess you can't even drink Diet Coke as a Mormon. Yeah, no,
3: that's... Yeah, if you're a real Mormon, you can't watch rated R movies.
2: Yeah.
1: and you definitely can't listen to this pod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're Sorry. not listening Sorry, guys. This. I mean, right you can. In, We're r- not going to
2: stop you, but... Yeah,
1: write in you if shouldn't. you are. Or DM us on uh, the gram. We'll keep it discreet. Let us know if you're a Mormon. Yeah.
2: Well, back back to uh, the original story here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dennis Dennis Smith Jr. He he said he was going to come and practice today, but then again, it came out oh he missed practice because he was sick. So I think it's over. It's it's kind of sad that like they couldn't figure out what to do with these two guys. You thought with with uh, the height of Doncic that they'd be able to play together, but it doesn't look like it now. There's a, a good, at least a solid prospect on the market again for some team i don't know what it's gonna to take to get him but it's kind of been a curse for a lot of guys from that draft See, obviously markel fultz lonzo ball hasn't uh become a star yeah. productive but disappointing
1: i mean is he ever gonna to get to that level though
2: we don't know he's number two pick you you would expect when you're drafted that high who ingram no uh Ball. Ingram, Ball Ingram also though yeah,
0: yeah he was the number two pick as well but yeah so well, we're not d- we're switching out we're, I don't want to get started on the Lakers
2: but uh, you know we, yeah we don't have to. to okay just saying that Dennis Smith Jr. will be yeah. available and it's a lot like it's um if you want to talk Lakers it kind of reminds me of uh, D'Angelo Russell and that
0: yeah well look what he's at now he's slowly starting to get comfortable Yeah, on yeah no teams do team. well
2: when they
3: they go to like their own little team and you're just with a bunch of other young guys if it gets them more comfortable and yeah D'Angelo Brooklyn Nets. There's a, there's a chance they're in the playoffs this year. Easily. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the way they're playing right now, I, I think they're in the playoff picture right now. I wouldn't be surprised if they're somewhere because the East usually gets weak at the bottom. So I wouldn't be surprised to find out that they're somewhere in like the sixth to Yeah, seven if they're not in, they're
2: only probably a couple games yeah. out or something. So
3: currently big, right now they're the seventh seed yeah. in the East.
0: The biggest motivating factor for Russell was obviously being traded, and I think he has some hard feelings and a lot to prove. But it, it seems like he's doing – his level of confidence is just like – brought back this spontaneous player that we were expecting to come out of Ohio state when he was being drafted, because there was some solid <laughs> hype and understanding like, all oh, right, we finally got a guard. We need a guard. We lost Steve Nash. We need to move in a direction where we we're going youthful. Also we acquired him and now he seems to be in a better position just because there's less expectancies out of him.
2: Expectations. Expectations. <laughs> like, yeah. Like what word are you going for? I was uh, there. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, I think the Lakers probably gave up on him too soon, but also they had so many there was no room for him anymore, and I think they're like, "Oh, let's let's try to get something while we can." Um, but maybe they should have traded Ingram and kept D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> but then maybe Ingram would be doing better than he is now. But I just think the point is these guys who are drafted high, they're worth another look, especially that early. That you never know. That, I don't know? think I don't think this means that Dennis Smith is a bust yet. Well,
0: that's that has a lot to do on the player, except in Showtime. Yeah. Showtime, baby. Let's talk about the Celtics. So this little breakdown with uh, Kyrie Irving. What What do you think? You think it's beneficial for him to call out his own teammates, or how do they? How does he lure this young uh, team into a good direction? I think
2: a team's kind of a, a mess in that there's so many expectations. Okay. But still, so much youth and so much so much talent and only one ball. Like they just, they just, I don't know if they're they're not going to figure it out this year. I think it's there's not enough time to figure it all out, and say like that puts pressure. Then maybe Kyrie leaves, and that's gonna that's how they figure it out. Why is Jalen Brown just like so horrible when he was, was at least pretty good the last year? Well,
3: I think the other thing too is like with Hayward there. I mean, they Jalen Brown's really never played a full season with Hayward. Yeah. So maybe Hayward, even though Hayward's coming off the bench too, it's still like, I don't know. It's a team that's dysfunctional right now because it, it's the it's the thing too is when you have such high expectations like I thought the Celtics were going to be the best team in the East by far going into the season and then it's like they're like the fifth seed I think right now or something like that and they're just not playing well and Kyrie Irving even came out and had a statement today or something that said along the lines of I'll never call my players out like that again in public like I like you know sorry for that blah 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 I'm just I just want to win I'm yeah. just frustrated right now we're not winning and it's you know, but I mean, it, you can tell it's getting bad because they just they lost to Orlando a couple nights ago. Yeah. They lose to Brooklyn last night. I mean, Irving didn't play last night, and Brooklyn is actually a decent team. But when you lose to Orlando, I mean, come on, Orlando's yeah, not no, that no. good. But I mean, but still, the Celtics okay. are significantly better than Orlando. They
2: shouldn't lose three in a row like they did. You lose one of those games it's like it happens. You know, it's basketball. You lose to bad teams all the time. But then there's also the uh, little bit of a shoving match. Yeah. In a game earlier this week. Yeah, between uh, later Brown and week. Morris. Right? Yeah, Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know. I, mean, my I, favorite don't, part about... gonna, I don't think they're going to beat Toronto. No. Anyways, so. I don't even think
3: they can beat Milwaukee.
2: Yeah. Or, or Philadelphia, probably, the
3: way they're playing right now. But the, my favorite part about that little shoving match, whoever was filming it, between Brown and Morris, is it goes to the right. And Gordon Hayward is just outside yeah. of the entire little powwow and he's kind of just, like, looking around, and it's just funny because he's this little white guy. I mean, I think we all remember what he looked like at Baylor. He looked like our buddy Brian Hand. Butler. When he was at ba- – Butler. Butler, Dicker. wow, yeah, not Baylor. Butler. Easy
2: mistake. Yeah, and he – it's just pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he uh, acts like a normal NBA I would, player. I
3: honestly kind of wish he was back in Utah because he was doing better in Utah. He just seemed like a guy that would play for the Jazz, and it was like yeah.
2: they'd probably be a – they would be a solid little team. If I, don't they know, had it. I don't know if they would have, they wouldn't have gotten Rubio or something. I don't, I don't know what yeah. their team would look different, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they're, he's an interesting guy. Doesn't really seem like an NBA player, but I think he's probably a decent guy. So it's not going to hurt you, hurt your team to have him around, but no, but yeah, it's not really working out for that team so far. Um, there's another team that's kind of treading water after a little bit of a hot streak due to a bunch of injuries. But it doesn't matter because they have the best player of all time right now, it seems like, James Harden. I would say the best scorer. <laughs> he, he's on a uh, incredible it's hot ridiculous. streak. Not since not since Kobe have we seen something like this. He did it, pass Kobe. It, it reminds me a lot of that Kobe year. The reason Kobe went crazy that year is because yeah, no one else. Swish Parker was their second best <laughs> player. <laughs>
3: They had no one else around. No, once Chris Paul comes back, these numbers are going to go
2: significantly down. Yeah, but down. C- C- Pella just got hurt, and yeah. Gordon's in and out of the lineup. It's it's a
3: it's not a good team either. Yeah. I I still don't care what anyone says. I still don't think that Houston team is good.
0: Well, also let's not forget they had the best record last year, and now they're going into it burning this fume on this player when he's going to get tired out. I mean, only Kobe was able to sustain <laughs> this all the way through.
3: Also, those years Kobe was doing that, yeah, yeah. his team was not a playoff team. Yeah. And
2: if they were, they were like an eight seed that got like swept in the first yeah.
0: round.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And right now, I think Houston's, you know, up there mid, middle of the pack, but they actually
3: they're middle of the pack, but they only have twenty five wins. That's yeah. only two more than a Laker team that's been three and seven their last ten without LeBron.
2: That's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, right now it's it's even. I mean, last night what was it?
3: Oh, he yeah, had thirty. Uh, I texted you guys. I want to say it was like. Yeah.
2: 39 30, of their 54. 38 of
3: the team's 54 at halftime or something like that, or 36. And I don't know what he finished with.
2: 57. Yeah.
1: And I think they only had, like, 50, 55 the rest the of the rest team. The rest of the team. Yeah.
2: Yeah, stupid. And then the uh, <laughs> one night he went one for 17 on threes. He had still put up 40 <laughs> points or something. It's just like, what the hell? So it goes again? to the
3: free throw line 31 yeah. <laughs> times a game. God
2: damn. It just – it's – and I, I think I saw it was, like, 9 out of 10 of his threes are unassisted. He's just <laughs> – Oh, you he just told so there the was a game.
3: I think it was on Christmas. I took the, a prop bet, which I don't take too often, but I took a prop bet at, on Christmas day of like James Harden over 32 and a half or over 30, I think over 32 and a half points or 33 and a half. And there were possessions. Cause you know, I'm sitting there and like, I'm cheering differently this time. I'm like sitting there and I'm like, okay, I'm just cheering for one player like points. Yeah, exactly. Don't like go, oh, just give it players. to him. You can tell which possessions it's only him. There was probably at least four or five plus possessions in that game. Where he'd get the ball, and he would just dribble, and you knew it was going to no one else. And then he yep. would either shoot up a three, or he would kind of drive and go in and just stuff like that. But I,
1: I hate when he launches a three, and he misses it, they get the rebound, and then he'll just kind of walk over to whoever has the ball and just put his hand out, like, give it back, give it back, I'm going to shoot again. I, I, some about that, whoever it is, whenever I see that, I get so irritated. It's like, it's not, you're not the coach's kid the ball to someone
2: else. I mean, at this point he kind of is, I think. I don't know. Yeah,
1: but and also just I don't like him as a person. Um so that doesn't help.
0: Tell us how you really feel yeah.
1: about him. I just did.
2: I think this is different though than than Kobe where those those teams Kobe hated everyone else and was just not like good to good to them. He wasn't a good teammate, which I think people still the rest of the team still likes Harden. Yeah. They like they like doing stuff. They like having like Capel loves doing what he he's been playing great during the stretch and it's a shame he got hurt they, they kind of get into
1: a groove the, do, the yeah, two of them just just do. cleaning
2: up the messes just getting easy baskets getting a bunch of rebounds um, I don't think it's not the same situation as like Kobe scowling at Smush Parker and Chris Mim yeah <laughs> but I don't know it's it's sometimes beautiful to watch sometimes ugly I don't know I don't what to make of it I but get
1: more irritated than anything
2: yeah, just en- enjoy it if you can while it lasts because yeah like we said it's not going to last Chris Paul will come back Chris Paul's not going to sit there and and you know just oh yeah bl- blindly give him the ball to dribble around for when is he back Probably pretty soon. I think they said he was like 6 weeks or something, 6-8 to eight weeks when he first went out. Yeah, it seems like it's been 10 already. Yeah. I mean that's the, that's the Chris Paul experience, I know. <laughs>
1: that's the Chris Paul
2: experience. Yeah.
3: Yeah, he'll he'll get hurt and then he'll come back in like March or something and then
2: And then get hurt in the third game of the divisional <laughs> round or whatever. Yeah, it's it'll not be like the second, no, second, round, second round game
3: yeah. 6 and you're like fuck. <laughs>
2: So that'll be fun.
0: And I think that's going to be the deciding factor on whether this team is going to be healthy going into the playoffs to make it all the way. Because they were
2: neck and neck with the Warriors.
0: They're w- not going Warriors. all the way. No,
3: no, no, They're not going all the way. This team isn't even good enough to get to, like, the Western Finals this year. No, I mean they the, play like a team. The Warriors had, had a big test Honestly, if I was a team playing Golden, I mean, uh, Houston in the playoffs, I would quadruple Team Harden, and you would win the game. by. Well, like you saw the that
2: night. thing, uh, where, how Milwaukee played against them, where they just um, forced them to go right. Like they just didn't even guard. They guarded him like to his left. Was they were even a, like behind him.
3: Well, who was it? Also, was it Zoolander that couldn't go right or couldn't go left? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, but they just they, they played it so it's like, hey, he's gonna because he's just not as comfortable even passing out of there. Yeah, or he's not comfortable taking comfortable shots at all. I don't think taking shots off the dribble from the right side. So
3: yeah, no, I I just it's fun to watch right now. It's if you like watching just offense. Speaking of offense, too, also, there I I took a peek. There was, like, five or six NBA teams today that scored over 120 points.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a new league. And also,
3: let's just, while we're on that topic, the Golden State Warriors scored 51 in the first quarter tonight Ridiculous. against the current number one seed in the West, the Denver Nuggets, in Denver. Yeah. That goes to show you right now that it's true what they say with some of these teams, like especially in these long seasons. They pick and choose when they want to give a shit. And you better believe, going into Denver... With them being the number one seed, I think that was a friendly reminder to the fans of, hey, even if you guys get the one seed, just remember, we don't care if we have to come in here. Yeah. We're Golden State. And
2: if they win tonight, they'll actually have the one seed. It's Uh, 138-104 right now uh, in two minutes left. I think
1: they're going
3: to hang on.
2: So your new number one seed in the Western Conference, the Golden State Warriors. That's coming to you (laughs) live from the (laughs) chair. And joining that number one seed just this week is DeMarcus Cousins.
1: Ugh. Now I hate the Warriors. Yeah. Booty! Well, you and didn't hate does, him before. Who does he no, play against? I like against, the Warriors. Who
2: does he play against, Andy? I believe they said Los Angeles. So I don't know what team that is. Is that the, is that the Lakers or is that the Clippers? It's the
3: Clippers it they play against. Ouch. I can honestly, I would love to see the prop bet because I would bet on there being a, some sort of
2: scuffle in that game. I'm actually looking forward to when they do play Houston because I, I know those guys don't like each other. Chris Paul doesn't like DeMarcus Cousins. Austin Rivers is on Houston and he's always, everyone always hates him. That's going to be. I hate him. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting game. Hopefully, Also,
3: there's a good chance Austin Rivers and Chris Paul fight each other once they finally yeah. play together.
2: <laughs> we might see it. That's going to be some locker room drama. Austin Rivers not doing too bad as the uh, yeah. second
3: right.
2: second guy there in Houston Yeah, for for now. But,
3: but I know you wanted to briefly – I think this will be the last thing. You wanted to talk about the All-Star voting?
2: Yeah. So we got the second returns for the uh, All-Star game, and uh, I think we haven't pulled up. But oh, I know yeah. some of the surprises – Derrick Rose is still one of the top two guards, right, in the Western D Conference. Rose. Yeah, that's Derek Rose.
1: Yes, is uh, is certainly yeah, he's up there. One point nine million votes. Is he first, second? He's second. Second, so behind Curry, obviously behind Curry. Indian I like that Curry? he's ahead of Harden.
2: And then Doncic is also up there. He's had a good yeah. season, but well, the thing he's with Doncic, the, Not the thing All-Star with Doncic though,
3: is because you got all of Europe. Yeah Voting for him That was the same reason Why Yao Ming would be yeah. Also Dodgers is deserving I mean he is An all star yeah. this year he's He like,
2: might be an all star But not a starter He's
1: like Dirk no, I agree with that no, He's, like he's right. going to be taking.
2: Son. He's gonna take Durant's spot Or something That makes no I think Davis after what Anthony Davis did last night? Yeah. You're gonna say he's that was not a gonna... quiet, what, like 40-80 put last yeah, he just, night? He's just he's so... He's
0: consistent, but I think yeah. his mind's towards the championship. I mean, he's, he doesn't really care. I think he... I, I truthfully think he... Oh, he wants to win every
3: he night he's out I think there, everybody though. wants to win. Yeah, yeah but some... You Except know. for maybe Zach Granke. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
1: well, how about this one? DeMarcus Cousin is uh, number 10 on the <laughs> yeah. list.
2: Yeah,
3: What are your thoughts on that? He's had a pretty so good season. I've played so, more
1: uh, time <laughs> in the NBA this year than he has.
2: So, so that's what the point of this is, is... This all-star voting is bad. Yeah, it's, Jeremy, it's fan, Jeremy Lin's up there. It's how fan yeah. voting
3: is in general. So, I mean, do we not remember last year when it was the, the Bob Menery guy, who I'm sure Andy doesn't really know, but the Instagram guy was trying to get uh, Jay Cutler into the Pro Bowl? Yeah, no. <laughs> and there was literally like a challenge that was going on where people would get on a table at a restaurant and get everyone's attention and be like, vote for Jay Cutler <laughs> for yeah. the Pro Bowl. Yeah.
2: So so I forgot about this, but they actually so, – Rose and Doncic aren't going to get onto the team through voting um, because the NBA changed changed it so that voting only counts for 50% of, you know, who becomes uh-huh. the starters. And this is because a couple of years ago, and I'm sure Sean's devastated by this, there was a big campaign to get Zaza Petrulia on the Ulster <laughs> team. And he was, he Just, did...
1: Oh, because four of them were already on it.
2: I, I They, don't wanted, know, they he, wanted
1: him to he, be the he, starter, he, the whole starting team. He yeah. got
2: enough votes. To be on the All Star team, and they're like, no, no, no. <laughs> so they changed it.
1: They probably like told him like, oh, it's uh, I don't remember which one where the where they played that year, but they're like, yeah, it's uh, it's at Madison Square Garden. Oh, yeah. We'll see you there. That's just completely stupid because that cheating bastard
0: shouldn't even be around the All Star team. That guy's a dirty ass
1: player. Well,
2: he got enough votes, so they had to change the rules so voting doesn't count as much. So, I that's I think our philosophy
1: even... on him is he's not that like evil or conniving as much as he is just stupid.
0: Okay, my real question is though, where's Dame Dollar on that damn list? <laughs> when are they going to appreciate this kid?
2: This kid he's like 30 now.
0: He's a baller, dude, and that Aren't hey, they what, all joking? Let's not be scared. Uh <laughs> scared. Let, Portland might shake things up no. in this playoff contest. No.
2: they'll never will. They never will.
0: Colum's playing well they for got the last finally like six, six seasons show. I don't know. At home they've been they're always good at home. they been pretty good, dude.
2: Joe, don't talk we'll yourself see. into this. We'll
0: see. I, I'm I'm convinced already.
2: I think they lost last Damien, night. Damien, Lizard, they, they lost Lizard, last night to the Kings.
1: Lizard. Wait, am I? Uh, the am Kings I are doing pretty hot too. The, am I looking at the Western spot? Western for
2: Conference guards for Lou Williams. He's probably not He's even on the list. definitely
1: just a sixth man. Are you man. fucking kidding David me? Damian Lillard is sixth. Hold on, Lonzo
2: Ball made the list, and Lou Williams did This is make votes, it. Sean. This is, yeah. These are votes.
1: Yeah, people don't like them, though? These are fans' votes. Clippers yeah.
2: have, like, 11 fans, and I'm one of them, and I never will vote for an <laughs> Oscar <officer laughs> game. Man, yeah no, dude, that, no, that, that that's the,
3: That's the problem, is because it is stuff like that. Honestly, you know who else could make, I feel like, a case Andy, who I'm sure is not even anywhere near the list, is Montrose Harrell. Yeah. yeah
1: Harrell.
2: No, I mean, guys like no, that aren't going to be Harris
1: before him. But yes, yeah. you could argue. harold has
2: been a Harrell's, good guy his the Harris bench. has more points. He's
1: yeah. upped his game a lot. Yeah. I initially thought he was like a kind of like a Rony Turioff where he's like, oh, he yeah, that guy is. Just has a great attitude, but then like no, he's a lot better than Rony ever was.
2: I think he's a, a guy who really succeeds in this NBA where teams are smaller and more perimeter oriented where it's just like, no, I'm just going to go back inside. Yeah, he was to, picking and rolling all work. night long yeah. last
3: night. Even like the announcer was saying, he's like that was that's been there all night long whenever they wanted. Yeah.
1: There were times where they would see it and he would have wide open dunks. They said he's uh, 26, if I remember right. And that just, for some reason, blew my mind, because it just seems like he'd be like 33, 32.
2: Seems old. It seems like he's only been in the league for four years. Yeah, I I
3: remember him on Louisville just a couple years ago. I thought he was a sophomore when he left Louisville. Could have been 24. We'll find out right now. But he he looks old. Yeah,
2: He's lived a life, I'll tell you that. Montrezl Harrell
3: is 24. There you go. He'll actually be 25, Sean, in about like, what's today's date? 15th. Uh, on the twenty sixth. Right. Look at that. Okay. Eleven days.
0: There you have it. His birthday on the twenty sixth. Woo!
3: Every year it's on the twenty sixth. Also. Good
1: so information. let's move on to MVP predictions. Well, obviously Lonzo Ball.
2: Yeah. I mean, let's just look at the votes. <laughs> <Let's> see. <laughs> um, Kyle Kuzma is eighth in forwards, so he's definitely. I don't want you know. it to happen.
3: <laughs> I don't think it should be James Harden. Vote I would. I would say. If Especially if they find a way to win the East. I, the Greek freak. And I'm not just saying that because I'm Greek. But I'm saying that because that's who deserves to do it. He's good. He averages a good amount of points. He's a good all-around player. I'm not just going to give it to You can't just give it to a guy who shoots 48 times a game and scores 65% of his team's points. What fun is that?
2: If Houston ends up with a four seed, top four seed, and he ends up averaging 34 a game, he'll win it. But those are the conditions. Okay, but here's he the has thing. to meet both those. I will
3: raise that, though, with right. Milwaukee ending with a one seed and despite the freak averaging 30.7 points a game. <laughs> okay,
0: I'll raise <laughs> that, that to LeBron James, 23, coming back and luring the Lakers back into the top five seeding in the Western Conference. All
2: right, we're well, putting money on that because I'll take that one. Yeah, I don't think it's not going to happen. This
3: I think they basically qu- have said – already without saying it that it's
2: basically between Harden and the freak as long as they both stay healthy. Yeah. I mean there's other good candidates. Kurt Curry's having a ridiculous season like efficiency wise. They just don't even like to look
3: at but Golden State yeah. anymore. And I then
2: think. I think uh Kawhi just the way that team's played I just think Kawhi's been too much of a mess. I just
3: think it's they've really got it between yeah. Harden and
2: uh And then I think Robin Lopez, I think oh boy Robin Lopez, huh? Yeah. what team's even on now? The Bulls. He's on the Bulls. He's, oh my god. He got like he wants to be traded or he wants to be cut. That guy is angry every
3: but, time. Like Brooke Lopez is out there having the time of his life. He's permanently benched. No, that's
2: that's. So Robin's been permanently benched in Chicago, and they he's like just cut me so I can play somewhere else, and this big fight. Hey, he's, he's an angry guy when he's out there, and it's funny because then you look at Brooke Lopez, who's yeah. fucking
3: shooting threes like they're going out of style yeah. now, and he's making them too, which rain is dance. Wow. What? Anybody who jumped back there, (laughs) I apologize. Thanks, Joe. You never know when it's going to happen. It's like
2: watching a horror movie. Joe thought You never know when someone's going to jump out. Auditioning for like an NBA Jam (laughs) remake.
1: (laughs) Make it rain. Make it softer on your voice.
2: He doesn't know Uh, how. I think that's the story of Joe. Yeah.
1: And I think uh, that's probably
3: how we're going to conclude this sports one. Yeah. I don't think there's really too much more going on. I mean... I know we don't talk hockey too much, but any local fans should know that the Ducks lost, like, their 13th in a row tonight. They may never win again. Mm. I think there were rumors that they actually might not win
2: again. Just put the goals in their place, and the Ducks would be the minor league team.
3: Yes. Why and not? Uh, yeah. And we're going to have some... We're only a little bit away, Andy, from, uh,
2: I know, I think, feel like your favorite sport, baseball. I don't know if it's my favorite, but I have a whole thing typed <laughs> out about baseball. And oh, that we're gonna boy. Talk about. When... I think time... When the time oh is no, right. I'm just probably after the fans next week because there's going to be okay, no football. Maybe not after next week. Maybe.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I guess spring training does start like in February, doesn't it? Like the end of February.
2: Yeah, pitchers and catchers report. It's one of the best phrases in sports. <laughs> so. Alrighty. Well.
1: Sounds like a sports show, but anyway, I like how we I like going out on that. Let's talk. Uh, that was good. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <What>? <laughs> Cut that or something. <laughs> <laughs> just end the show after <laughs> said. Pitchers and catchers report. <laughs>
1: You've been listening to episode 94, Sports, Tony's Take Podcast. <laughs> it I'm was a Sean. long
3: few days, huh, Sean? It I'm was, yeah, yeah.
1: I'm pretty tired. I'm Sean. Joined with me, we had Wrecking Ball. Put the mic down. Off-road, Andy.
2: I'm better at talking to the mic, I think.
1: And Tony the cat.
2: Yes. Syphilis.
1: Check oh, boy. Check out our entertainment pod. See you next week.